0: The Church Marketing Podcast. My name is Dave Shrine. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our first episode of 2015. Now, in all honesty, this first episode of 2015 was really supposed to be the final episode of 2014. Now, there's a lot of reasons why I wasn't able to put this out on time, but really, ultimately, it doesn't matter because here we are today, part two of the awesome communicator episode. The response for the first episode with uh, Miko Seymour and um, Christy Henry, the response was just great. It was through the roof. People really, um, you guys really enjoyed having uh, having them share kind of their experiences, their successes, what 2014 looked like. And so today we have the final two, which is Emily Carlton and uh, Bonnie Mace. And we'll get to, to those in a second. But first and foremost, I want to thank you, everyone who has gone to iTunes and left us a review. We've had a few more uh, come through. So thank you so much. If you want to go ahead and take a moment right now, uh, go to com slash zero one one. That's for the 11th episode. That's what we're on right now. And uh, click the iTunes button, go to the iTunes store, leave a review. And uh, in the first true 2015 episode, I'll read more comments uh, and reviews from iTunes and other places online. Um, really, there's just a couple things that I want to make you aware of before we hop into the awesome communicator episode part two. Uh, the first one is creative missions is coming and it's coming to Boise, Idaho. Now, if you're not familiar with what creative miss- missions is, it's uh, it's pretty dang awesome. It's, it's this idea that, um, that us as creatives, designers, communicators, writers, authors, that we have something unique and special to contribute to the kingdom of God beyond just the traditional, what we think of as mission projects. It's, it's creative missions. It's partnering up with, um, with those who really can benefit from what we have, what God has blessed us with our gifts and help give that to others for furthering the kingdom. Now I'm not going to get into too much of it because there's a great Article written by Cleve Persinger, who is the uh, the head of uh, Creative Missions. And it's on com. And again, you can get that at the show notes, com slash 011. I'll have a link to it there. You just click on that and you can learn all about it. And, and uh, I'll share a little bit more about it in future episodes. But the dates for that is May 16th through the 22nd. And again, this year, it's going to be in Boise, Idaho. I know a lot of you went last year to a Baltimore, Maryland and absolutely loved it. So we're taking that goodness to Boise. The second thing that I want to put on your radar for 2015 um, is the Center for Church Communication Certification Lab. There are two this year that we have scheduled already. The first one is March 16th through the 17th, and that's in Dallas. The second one is June 8th and 9th. And that's going to be in St. Louis. Now, I went to the most recent certification lab. Uh, That one was in L.A., and it was just absolutely awesome. I got to hear from all of the speakers. Um, I was there the entire time, and I even got to talk to some of the people, uh, some of the participants afterwards. And there was just a great vibe in the air and a great agreement that uh, really Um, The time together set a lot of foundation work for the coming months and the coming year. And I think that's going to be true of these certification labs. So uh, again, all of the information is going to be at the show notes, com slash zero one one. So you can go there. You can find links to um, creative missions, certification lab, and uh, there will be more information about that coming out. Okay, let's go ahead and let's hop in to part 2 of what has been my favorite topic of the Church Marketing Podcast. To date, Just this idea of bringing in church communicators who are doing great work day in and day out at their jobs. And so we want to bring them in. We want to listen to them. We want to hear their successes. We want to glean and learn as much as we can and and uh, and apply what has been working for them to our situation. So first off, we're going to be talking with Emily Carlton and uh, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to myself and then I'll be right back after the Emily Carlton conversation. Guys, we are on the Skype line with my friend, Emily Carlton. And as she is known on Twitter, Emily A. Carlton. Did somebody else have the Emily Carlton or were you just really a big fan of the A?
1: Yeah, someone got to it first.
0: Do you want me to find them?
1: Well, it's like this mom in California that hasn't tweeted in a couple of years. I'm kind of bitter about
0: that. I'll see if I can get her address and just, uh, no, no, I won't, I won't do that. But yeah, every time I go to type in your, your handle, um, uh, like if I have to do it manually, I'd be like, oh yeah, it's Emily A. Carlton. Emily, thanks so much for taking the time just to share with us what you're, uh, what you, uh, are proud of from this last year. Uh, Emily, she's a graphic designer at Grace Bible Church in College Station, Texas, which I've never heard of College Station before, but now that I know I'm kind of intrigued. Is it a, is it a college town, Emily?
1: It is a college town. It's where Texas A&M University is. So that's pretty much the driving force of our local economy.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay. So um, Grace Bible Church, it's approximately 5,000 people in attendance every weekend. Um, you, You guys have two campuses. And in the next eight months, you said you're going to be launching a third campus? Yep. We're launching a third one. We're growing. That's a lot of excitement. And I would imagine there's a lot that a graphic designer as yourself, um, has to do with either, you know, training people from other campuses or producing, you know, um, producing graphics and things like that. But um, I think it's actually really because you told me ahead of time uh, the thing that you are most proud of from 2014. And it sounds to me like it's like right in line and it's the perfect project completion um, to launch a new campus. So, so why don't you go ahead and tell us, like, what is it from this last year that you worked on really, really hard and that you were just really proud to say, hey, it's done, it's shipped, it's completed, and I feel good about it.
1: Sure. So the thing I've been working on for probably six months total, at least on the hard copy, is a brand and identity guidelines for our church. Uh, When I was first hired two and a half years ago, um, the church branding was a little sketchy. Um, A lot of different people had worked on it over the years, but never really in a professional, full-time, cohesive manner. And so when I was brought in, Uh, I just started the brand over from scratch. Uh, I designed the church logo. I came up with the fonts and the colors, and uh, here's how we're going to be laying out our slides, just like everything from scratch from the beginning um, is what I started two years ago. So now, two and a half years later, I've been uh, compiling all of these rules and guidelines into one document, our brand guideline book, so that whoever else is creating things can jump on board really quickly and kind of understand the decisions like, here's where we're coming from as a church, here are our visual and communication goals, and here's how we can all make our communications streamlined and look uh, just really unified. Because I feel like if our communications are streamlined and unified and cohesive, then the message of Jesus is going to be a lot easier because there's less distraction.
0: Ooh, I love, I love that. Like I, as I was listening to you talk, I was like, Oh, I hope she's going where I think she's going. And then you did. And I was like, Yay! "Boom!" that's like a huge home run right there. But I mean, isn't that, isn't that the truth? Like, We, a lot of, a lot of people, um, you know, who don't understand the value of, you know, brand guidelines and real quick, would you, I mean, would you just define, um, you know, what, what brand guidelines actually truly means?
1: Sure. So branding is your overall personhood, I guess, as a church, like it's basically what people say about you when you're not in the room. That's a quote from Jeff Bezos from Amazon, Uh, so branding is what people think about you. It's not just what you look like and what you say. It's, um, it's everything. It's your culture, it's your personality, it's your deliverables, it's what your buildings look like. That's all your brand. So my identity guideline is kind of talking about the overall brand, but focused on the visual graphic design part.
0: Okay, cool. So just FYI, if you're hearing this, the branding, uh, branding guidelines, branding book, um, you know, and you're not sure what that is, there you go. That's what it is. And it's a very important thing. And, you know, I, I really am excited to celebrate this with you because Emily, I mean, it's a huge accomplishment. And so what I was going to say is, as you were, you know, kind of hitting that, um, I I think there's just a, a misunderstanding from a lot of people or not, not, not even a misunderstanding, just like a lack of education that, um, you know, you look at things like that and it's like, well, why does the logo have to look like that? Or why do I have to use those? And almost looking at them as like restrictions. But really, branding and consistency in branding, I mean, it's liberating. All the decisions are already made. Like, yeah. you know how the logo is supposed to appear. You know what colors you're supposed to use. It eliminates a lot, you know, in a lot of circumstances, it eliminates back back and forth and unnecessary dialogue. But, but what I really like is what you said at the end is like, um, you know, if, if you have a lack of clarity in your identity and in your branding, um, that actually – that actually – hinders the message it provides distraction and it provides um, a lack of clarity in the message of what you're ultimately trying to do and for the church i mean obviously that's jesus right like he's the best message he's got the best message of all time he is the you know the the number number one like most compelling story to ever have come across the face of the earth and we don't want to use the wrong colors and let that be a distraction from people hearing the story. So have you begun to see some of the, some of the fruit of all of that labor and all of that effort? Cause I know that that's a huge undertaking. That's not easy at all. And it takes a lot of signing off from folks to kind of get on board with that.
1: Yeah. I've just seen visually speaking, how everything has become a lot more unified. So when I first started at the church, we have these bulletin boards around the campus that are basically our slides that we show on Sundays and so when I first started, all these bulletin boards, uh, they every single one looked different. Uh, it, was, it just didn't look very good. But now it's two and a half years later, and all the bulletin boards look like they came from the same place. The fonts are consistent. The pho- uh, photography is consistent. Uh, there's not a lot of text on these bulletin boards. It's just like, here's the title. Here's the time. Here's the date. Here's where you go for more information. Like All about our communications is pushing people online and pushing people to email the right kind of person. Like instead of just elaborating, we're focusing on simplification.
0: Yeah. There's so So, much noise, isn't there?
1: Yeah. I mean, they're already bombarded with 10 bulletin board posts. Why would we elaborate on that? Like just say, are you interested in this ministry? Yes. Go here. Like let's just capture them really quickly and send them where they need to go.
0: I love it. I absolutely love it. So what font are you guys using?
1: We are using, uh, I think, the hardest thing about fonts is that no one knows how to pronounce them. So <laughs> the first one is called Bebas Neue.
0: I love that.
1: And uh we're also using Avant Garde and Georgia.
0: That's fantastic. Okay, so the uh so is that how you say it Neue?
1: I have no idea. <laughs> like <'Cause- laughs> there's pronunciation guides online and I'm just not even sure if those are right. So
0: who knows?
1: I've maybe
0: always, I sound like an idiot. <laughs> no, no. well, I've always pronounced it new because um, I love using Helvetica new. Like Helvetica is fine. I like that. And maybe I'm just on the uh, font. So if you're not, if you're listening to this and you're not into fonts, just a FYI, Helvetica is kind of like, um, it's the, it's like everybody's go-to font, but not in like a rock solid way. Like it is an awesome font and it's so clean and it's just a great, great font to use but i think people kind of like oh yeah you're using helvetica you're not you're not original find an original font but like i always called it helvetica new so if it is bay and i always called it um even though it's Bayboss, i've never really thought of it i've always pronounced it in my head Baybay's font
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay so i totally just googled it uh neue or noi uh, is the german pronunciation i think and then new
0: all right,
1: so, so Noia is ridiculous. To me. So let's just <laughs> let's just agree that it's us new, and
0: okay. we'll just move forward. <laughs> Here we are, Church Marketing Podcast, December 2014. We're putting a flag in the ground, and we are saying anything spelled N E U E is pronounced as new. You good with that? Let's do it. <laughs> awesome. So, there's there's one more, actually two more questions that I want to ask you. So that that's a huge accomplishment. So kudos to you. Super super excited about that for you and really glad to celebrate that. Now, what is something that you are currently working on right now and like how are you overcoming the obstacles um, that you're encountering? And I know you said like right now cuz we're in Christmas time. So if you're listening to this in the future, this is what it sounded like back in December of 2014. But Like, I know that you said like church, um, like Christmas time for you at your church is a lot different than most other churches. So briefly explain what that is and then, you know, turn the corner into what it is that you're working on.
1: Sure. So our church focuses a lot on college students and because we're in a college town. So for Christmas, I would say anywhere from half to over half of our congregation is just not in town. And so Christmas for us is a little bit more laid back than a lot of churches, we don't go all out. We don't have huge choirs and brass bands and handbells and all this kind of stuff. We just kind of do a normal Sunday service with maybe some extra Christmas hymns and the Advent wreath candle lighting, and Mm -hmm. that's about it. Mm -hmm. So uh, this time of year is actually a little bit slower for me than a lot of people who are my peers, Uh, but one project I'm working on right now is uh, our pastors have come up with a discipleship model of how we're moving forward with training people and equipping them to disciple other people and to evangelize and that kind of thing. So our pastors came up with a model for discipleship, and it's my job to kind of figure out how we need to visually represent that to our congregation so it's easily understandable and so that they can uh, not only understand it but teach it to other people really quickly. I, I think the overall goal for this discipleship model is, people need to be able to sketch it on a napkin really quickly Mm -hmm. and teach it to other people. So we're kind of working through that right now and uh, just coming up with some different graphical ways to show this model. Very. Uh, Yeah, so some of the challenges are uh, the pastors who came up with it, like they have totally said we are not creative, but this is kind of where we started. And they started at uh, pie charts and PowerPoint. And so we're kind of going from that and going to something a little bit more sophisticated, but still really basic.
0: What about the particular project is kind of, you know, getting you excited? Like, is there, is there something that you're is there something that you're inside of right now? Or is there something that, um, that you see on the horizon coming up? That's like, man, if I can get to this point, like this is really where it's going to get good.
1: I think what really excites me is just the problem solving in itself of saying, okay, here's the information and here's our goal. What's the middle? That's your job. That in itself is exciting to me. Um, I think the second most exciting thing would be the end result of having this be finished and then seeing it implemented and seeing other people using this model and this design to teach other people about Jesus.
0: That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Emily, hey. Thank you so much for sharing. I really appreciate it. Um, right now when we're recording this, it's late at night and I think it's an hour later uh, for you than it is for me. So thank you for making it work. i um, really, really excited and uh, and I just, I just love watching everything that you do and connecting with you on Twitter. So I guess that's where I'll see you next is on Twitter.
1: All right. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me on.
0: All right. We'll see you.
1: All right. Bye.
0: All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. I'm going to hop right into the conversation with Bonnie Mace, and I have to tell you, I think this one is going to leave you with more questions than it provides answers, and that's okay, Um, but I'm not going to tell you why. I'm just going to let you listen to it. It's a great conversation. I'm really excited about where it's going to lead us to um, in future church podcast episodes, church marketing podcast episodes, but uh, I'm not going to delay any more. Here's the conversation with Bonnie. Guys the next person that I have contacted just because we've been following one another on Twitter uh, and that's the thing that that's the theme that you're gonna keep hearing is like there's an amazing you know group of church communicators and marketers and graphic designers you know, all on Twitter. And and so if you're not on Twitter, but you're looking for community and you want to find people who, you know, care about the same things you care about and who are going up against, you know, challenges that are similar to your challenges and who are experiencing success in areas that you want to experience success. I'll tell you what, like you got to get, you got to get on Twitter because Bonnie Mace, I'm, I'm talking, I've got her on the Skype line here and uh, we've been following one another uh, back and forth. And um, I just, I just, I just find great encouragement in what she's been putting out. And so, I contacted her. I was like, Hey, Bonnie, do you want to just like share, you know, something that you're really proud of from 2014? Of course, she's like super gracious. And it was, you know, yeah, I'd love to. So Bonnie, I really appreciate you uh, taking time and saying yes to, uh, to do this Skype with me. I appreciate it.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm
0: very excited. Awesome. I, yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, Bonnie is the uh, brand and communications director at the church at Severn Run, and it's out in uh, Severn, Maryland. And right before I hit the big magic record button, apparently Severn Run is a very British um, you know, very British yeah. name. And so I asked her, I was like, do you have to say it with the British accent because I'm really, you know, low hanging comedy fruit, very cheesy and obvious <laughs> yeah. like that. And so I said, the church at Chevron Run. And so I, we had a good laugh and it's not really that funny the second time around. So hopefully you laugh because it was your first time around. But, uh, the church at Severn Run, it's a, an attendance of approximately 1,000 to 1,100 people. And, you know, we were just talking and Bonnie was like, yeah, we're at a really good place and she's having a good time, uh, you know, working there coming up on her second year anniversary. So, um, you know, coming up on two years here, what's something from this last year, Bonnie, that you are just, that you're just really proud of. You're proud of for, you know, your accomplishment. You're proud of it on behalf of your church, things like that.
2: Yeah. So for me, um, what I had mentioned, he asked me this on Twitter direct message as well. And I said, Oh, my leaders. And he's like, no, something that you did. And I was like, well, I did do that, but I wasn't very clear. So Um, We're at like very crucial mass at Severn Run right now in that, you know, the jump between having a church of a 1,000 people and a church of 1,500 people is a very different dynamic as a staff. Um, So our executive pastor has really been pushing us to, you know, lead with an open hand and um, bring people on our team that we can really trust to take on some of the load for us because We're only a staff of, I think we're at like 13 people right now. Um, So there's just too much work to go on all of our shoulders. So building up a team of leaders underneath us who can really help us um, shoulder the load of, you know, doing things well in a church of this size and looking forward to do things well in a church of a bigger size as we move on has been like a big, big thing for us Mm -hmm. in 2014. So Mm -hmm. I have... um, just a group of three to four leaders who um, are really doing amazing things for my creative team specifically. Um, you know, I have a writing team director, and they have been putting out some amazing content on our monthly email newsletter, um, as well as they send out a weekly sermon reminder that we call the Lifelifter, and it goes out on Thursdays just as, to our crowd to remind them to be focused on what they heard on Sunday, um, kind of bring it back up and help them re readjust their lives to, um, what God is calling them to. Um, I've got an awesome video team. They have launched this year, uh, a bunch of story interviews, which was, those were awesome. And now Mm -hmm. we've recently moved to doing, um, an, a pre-service announcement video that we call the rundown. um, and it's gotten amazing feedback so far. It's really high-level stuff for a group of total volunteers. Yeah. Um, and then my social media team, I really tasked them back in August, and we've already seen our engagement double um, under the leadership of just me saying, you know, I want to empower you guys, and I want you to be able to use the talents that God has given you to serve the church at Seven Run in a way that I don't hold you back and so as soon as I let go and <laughs> say, um, you know, help me out with this, let me let me see your talents at work for the Lord, they took over, and we've seen nothing but positive results from it. So I think that's the thing I'm probably the most proud of from 2014, because one, it makes my life much easier, but then two, it's brought in a bigger community of people to, to have a higher investment in what we're doing at Severn Run, which is great, too.
0: Okay, so I don't know if you know this or not, but people who are listening right now, like they're grabbing their pens and their papers because they're starting to write all sorts of questions because they hear you say things like a video volunteer team, a social media (laughs) volunteer team, and they're like – Oh my goodness. I've been trying to do that for the last three years. What Bonnie, what is the what is the secret? Like how did you do it? And I think we'll probably have to have you on for a full length, um, full length episode because really, I mean, communication volunteers, that was yeah. you know, I, I actually consider myself very good at recruiting volunteers, you know, for the last ten years. Um, but when it came to recruiting volunteers specifically for communications and even more specifically the areas that you just mentioned, like that was my biggest point of you know, resistance, like it was a glass ceiling that I just couldn't break Mm -hmm. through. Um, You know, eventually, eventually, you know, I I got some training and, you know, heard people like you talk about what was successful in your area. Um, And so since we're not going deep into, you know, building, you know, volunteer teams like that right Mm -hmm. now, we'll do that later. um, I do want to give people something like, so like, was there a breakthrough moment or is it, is, is your church just characteristic, is, is a primary characteristic of your church that people, um, are highly skilled and highly available? Like what, what's, what, what, what's your secret?
2: Okay. So yes, yes and no to that question. Honestly, the biggest secret is God just kind of puts you in places and makes you, makes you do things the way that he wants you to from mm, time to time. Yeah. Um, so honestly, like one of my, and this will come up in my obstacles question too, but uh Severn run we're just we're a growing church in an area that's very kind of post christian so a lot of things that the Bible belt gets to take for granted, like everybody knows how to tithe and mm. you know things like that we don't really have the luxury to have so we have a lot of like financial constraints, which means that I am part time um and I only work three days a week and do the jobs of what some churches staff maybe five people to do, which is great, so that kind of forced me into reaching out into our into our actual community mm-hmm. and looking for high level people who could do this. Um, so a lot of it was really just a lot of boots to the ground, talking to people on Sunday morning, um, connecting. Wait, you mean actually having
0: a one on one conversation with somebody?
2: Yeah. Like recruiting <laughs> them
0: via via verbal request?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, you know, there was a couple announcements. did the, pa- the, did program, the, pa- but- did the pastor
0: announce it during his message from the pulpit that you were looking for a volunteer?
2: I got to say he did not, and honestly, I flew under the radar as a staff person <laughs> for like an entire year, yeah. and, like, no one really knew that we were, you know, building this creative team a whole lot, wow. um, and so it was honestly, and you know, I'll just say this prayer is like a big part of it, and that's something that I really appreciate our lead pastor and lead team for doing, is they continually challenge us, if, they're, if I'm, you know, complaining about not having enough resources or people, he'll say, okay, well, when's the last time you got in your face and prayed about that, <laughs> and I'm like, Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. I have been humbled. <laughs> I'm going to go do that now.
1: Um,
2: so honestly, like, that's the biggest part. And the challenge for me has been, you know, I only have, I started out with only 15 hours a week. Then I went up to 20 hours a week. And then I went up to 24 hours a week. But that's still not enough time in a week to get the things done that we wanted to be doing on this high level. So, um, you know, finding volunteers, um, getting their ideas and then saying yes a lot is kind of what has been successful to me. Because I think the thing that I've found most with especially communications leaders is we like to say no and have control because we're not really sure like how it's going to play out if we say yes a lot of times. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. so just for me looking at it and being like, I don't really, you know, a lot of times I didn't have any other choice but to say yes. But, you know, getting to the point where I was excitedly being like, yes, that's a great idea and I trust you to do that. You know, I had a lot of strategies in place of getting my volunteer team. So, yeah, one day we can unpack all of that, too, man. Um, just to make them successful. So
0: that's great. I love that. So real quick, I just wanted to know really quickly, um, what's the uh, what's kind of the, the makeup of your congregation? Is it younger, older, you know, oh, really man. big mix? Um, yeah,
2: we are. We are all over the map as far as okay. demographic. Um, so we're in a really like tra- high transient area and nobody wants to be in Maryland. Um, <laughs> Honestly, it's kind of, and it's kind of sad, um, but we, especially where we are, there are a lot of young couples coming in to get their start in government work or in the military, but then we have a lot of, um, you know, older Gen X people in our crowd, too. We even have, like, some boomers and um, past that still in our audience that we cater to as well. We have black, you know, white, Hispanic, <laughs> all, all sorts of colors in our congregation pretty much is two, pretty so. much heaven
0: right like yeah, like like yeah. minus the whole like we're still on earth thing but i mean like that's that's, that's the goal. kingdom of god right
2: right and that's a big thing again our lead pastor is about he wants he wants severed run to look like a little bit of heaven and honestly it looks a lot like our area too which is yeah. great so wow. Um, it's a fun it's a fun environment.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so what so that's something that that you have been cultivating over this last year. What's something that you are currently working on right now that just really gets you excited about?
2: Oh, yeah. So, probably right now for our Christmas event, we're doing something very different for our church anyway. Um, Our Christmas events in the past have pretty much been like a Christmas concert and then the candlelight Christmas Eve service, Mm -hmm. and that's about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Over the last year, our lead pastor has really been hammering away about connection um, and how being connected in a community is a vital behavior of any sort of Christian in any walk. Um, And so when we sat down to plan Christmas, I was like, hey, hey, people, Like, we have been saying we should be connected, but we're not providing events for people to be connected so one of our christmas events is a giant christmas party where we are gonna sit down in the worship center together for a brief moment and then we're gonna just party together nice. we've been telling our congregation the goal of this event is to walk away with one new friend with one new connection um And so that is going to be on December 21st, and I am nervous and terrified and also (laughs) excited to see how it goes, because it could be awesome, or it could be a flop where everyone leaves the service way too early. Um, So I'm praying that it's awesome and that everybody walks away with one new friend, Um, and that has been sort of unintentionally a project that I'm leading our entire staff team through, Uh thanks to my executive pastor who said, oh, I just decided that I'm going to sit back and watch you lead this one. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, was some heads up would have been nice on that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> so it's been fun to kind of pull the creative team together too and do some different kind of promos for that. Um, we have right now at least 7,500 ind- invite cards in our community. Um, so, you know, I'm hoping for a good return on that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see. <laughs> so there's gotta
0: be some challenges that you're encountering with that. I mean, challenge number one, it's Christmas time. You've taken on a huge project, but you're also trying to maintain your current stuff. So, I mean, obviously that's a given, but what, you know, how are you working through, like what obstacles are you encountering and how are you working through those?
2: Um, so our biggest obstacles. I've kind of mentioned this earlier, yeah. are, I find our financial constraints, yep. which I think is something a lot of churches probably can relate to. Sure. Um, we we just through the last year have gone through like a serious oops um, financial crazy strict time, some deficit spending we did last year. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of just like every single penny has to be approved. Um, so that's really challenged our creative team to think very creatively and outside of the box as far as. Um, how do we market? How do we reach our people? Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's been hard to even do like simple social media marketing mm. without being like, oh, here's exactly what we're going to do. And here's the return it's going to have. Yeah. Um, so that has been a huge obstacle. But we have found like really uh, really great ways to kind of overcome that. I was just trying to write, I'm I'm trying to blog more and it's not working out for me all the time, but Hey, I'm trying. Um, so I was trying to write what we did for this particular Christmas event because you know, three events in conjunction with each other, but giving them their own identities and allowing them to reach the markets that they need to reach was like really a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we used an online printer that we really, really love and, is honestly very, very affordable. Um and we made three different cards and we bundled those up into packets of ten. Um and we banded them with some uh like live song style bracelets that we had left over from Easter, a packet of hot chocolate and a 7 Run two sticker, which is kind of a brand push on our crowd to push them to be more of what God's calling them to be. Mm-hmm. And we've made these stickers like things that people really want to have. Uh-huh. Um and we bundled those things up and said, here's your ultimate invite packet. Um you know, come and take these and get these out in your community and you get this hot chocolate, a sticker and a bracelet as a thank you. And we ran, we did 250 of those bundles and got rid of those in two weeks, um, which was amazing. So that's been kind of the biggest way that I think we've overcome that financial art, that financial aspect um, and obstacle in our Christmas journey uh, is just getting our people like really excited about spreading the word about the events and rewarding them for doing it and it was pretty cheap to do which was nice
0: that's awesome that's awesome bonnie thank you so much i appreciate it and like i said like i am super like everything that you've shared sounds great i am super excited um we'll have to set up a time to have you back and to share more about you know what building that volunteer team looked like because i think i think a lot of people have a lot of unanswered questions and they're like okay I got to listen to what this girl has to say because <laughs> I totally need to be able to do what she did. So, we'll get you back on here, but thank you so much for taking the time today to be a part of this special podcast and uh um I'm really excited to um you know, to see to see to see what comes out from, you know, sharing all of these individual stories from, you know, people who people who are just <laughs> Just going at it and and knocking it out and doing a phenomenal job and uh, yeah, I do like it when you blog I know that it's uh, very uh, it's very tasking to do that on top of everything else, but keep blogging because I enjoy reading it and hearing what God's doing through you and through your church and uh, out in Maryland so thank you
2: well thank you so much Dave. I appreciate it
0: awesome. Thank you. There you have it. That is the second part of the awesome communicator episode, and I think you can agree with me that it is definitely. Rightly titled the awesome communicator episode, as I mentioned in episode one, at the very core of who I am, I have this belief that all of us are leaders, that we all have skills and abilities that are unique to us. And while some of us might have skills and abilities uh, that other people know about, you know, meaning not celebrity, but you know, the idea, just more um, thought leaders or experts that people, you know, commonly point to, I believe that the only thing that separates those that we kind of point to from us individually is the fact that those who we point to have kind of put themselves out there because there's really nothing other than maybe a little bit of experience and a little bit of PR that separates you from the experts that you listen to. You are a leader. You are an expert, You know how to serve in the capacity that you're located in the context you're located. You know how to serve better than anybody else could. I'm finding as I talk to more and more people that, yes, I have principles and I have practices that work in theory. But when you actually get down to it in context, in the trenches, it looks different for every single church and the church communicator at your church, you are most uniquely equipped to walk through any challenge or to walk through any particular issue that you might be you know finding yourself in so you know hear my words don't discredit who you are. Don't discredit your value. Do not discredit your expertise. Embrace it. Yeah. It helps to get outsider input. And that's what I'm here for. That's what, you know, Emily or Bonnie or anybody who's on Twitter or anybody commenting on church Like that's what we're here for. We're here to help grow. We're here, here to support one another. Um, but you know, sometimes it can help, I guess, to go to a certification lab or to listen to experts, but don't let that, you know fool you into thinking that you don't know what you're doing you do know what you're doing in so many areas and you know, you'll find over the course of time that you'll be solid in, you know, key portions of your responsibility. But there's one or two areas that you really want to focus on, and that's where expertise comes in. So um guys, I love this episode. Um again, my apologies for taking so long. Honestly, what it was is I went out of town, I forgot all the files, and then when I came back in town I got really, really sick. So I'm feeling a whole lot better. I'm back in the office. I've got um twelve people who I've lined up uh, who I'm working on lining up for the next you know, several months of church marketing podcast. If you've got something, uh, someone that you'd like for me to talk to. If if you've got something that you'd like to share. If you want to have input on where we go this next year in 2015, please let me know. Uh, you can contact me, Dave at daveshrine dot com. Uh, you can go to my website. You can comment on you know this episode churchmarketingsucks dot com slash zero one one. There are a plethora of ways you can get a hold of me. But I'd love to hear if there's something that you'd love for us to discuss. Guys, we're going to cut this one short. I'm going to have a new podcast out for you before you know it. Thank you so much for being here each and every week. 2014 was absolutely fantastic. I'm really excited about what's what's going on in 2015, and I'm very excited to walk through it with you. God bless, and we will see you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. Shrine out.